Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, everybody? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School Podcast. This is the only podcast designed to help beginner golfers get over those milestone scores of breaking 100 or breaking 90, you know, really kind of helping you get those basics, those fundamentals really solid in your game. This podcast is brought to you by Superspeed Golf. If you want to learn how to hit the ball farther, check out my interview with Mike and Kyle from Superspeed Golf. They talk all about the science behind overspeed training, and they were actually kind enough to give us a 10% discount off of your entire purchase on superspeedgolf.com with the promo code GOLFSTRATEGY. This week's episode is all about getting nice, pure, crisp, solid impact where you hit the golf ball before you hit the turf. We want to make sure that we're hitting the ball first and getting rid of those chunked iron shots. Now, I want to encourage you, after you're done listening to this episode, pull up the actual show notes in whatever app that you're listening to this podcast in, and I will have a link to the webpage that this podcast is posted on. And on that page, I'm going to have a really slick video by Clay Ballard from Top Speed Golf. He does an excellent demonstration of what we're going to be talking about today. So that, again, is how to hit the golf ball before you hit the ground. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, so this episode looking at making sure that we get the ball before we get the ground, or as my father-in-law would say, hit the little ball before you hit the big ball, a.k.a. earth. Now, I know you've been in this situation where you've had that beautiful, perfect drive right down the middle, and you follow it up with some terrible chunked iron shot where the turf goes farther than the ball. This I've, I've been there. This is one of the least satisfying feelings you will ever have in golf. Instead of taking advantage of this beautiful, perfect spot, now you don't even have a shot at birdie, and par is looking like an ever more grim possibility. Good news, we can fix this, and it's really with one kind of basic drill. The purpose of this drill is to get you to hit the ball first and then the ground, and to allow you to shift your momentum and your weight properly down the target line. Really, the simple goal is just that is to get your, your weight going, get your momentum going towards the target on the downswing and allow yourself to actually take a divot after you hit the ball. So this breaks down in just a couple steps. 
The first step of this drill is to find some type of spray powder. Dr. Scholl's, Gold Bond, whatever the case may be. What we're doing is we're actually just spraying the ground. We're not using it as a face impact tool. We're just spraying the ground, making a line. We're going to draw ourselves a line. And when we get into the later steps of this drill, we're going to be hitting golf balls that are resting on that line. And really what it's going to allow us to do is it's going to allow us to receive some immediate visual feedback about the location of the strike in terms of where you hit the ground in relationship to where the ball was. A lot of people have a hard time telling what was going on in their swings. They don't know whether it's topping the ball, whether it's hitting chunk shots. A lot of times they don't know what's causing it. And in reality, it's that low point of the golf swing moving too far behind the ball. And this is going to give us a really easy way to see that right away, right after the swing. So this is why I like this drill so much. So like I said, in our later steps, we're going to get the ball on the line. We're going to hit the ball from the line. And it's going to allow us to evaluate the results. You want your divot to start in front of the line. So closer to the target, because this means that we're actually hitting the ball first. A divot that starts behind the ball is going to be way less effective of a strike because, well, let's face it. It means that we probably chunked the shot. So it's important to get our momentum going forward. It's important to make sure that with our irons and our wedge shots, especially coming into greens, that we have this momentum and this weight moving forward because it helps us hit down on the ball. And you also need to keep in mind that your weight, and again, I... I am a preacher of over-exaggerate the practice. That way you don't have to think about it on the course. But we want to keep in mind, as we're coming into our downswing, we want as much of our weight as possible to be moving onto that front foot during the downswing because this is proof of everything moving forward. And this is really the feeling that we're striving for. And that is what happens in step two. So second step of the drill is how we actually do this. And we start off without a ball. I really want you to do this a few times without a ball because it's it's just a better way to kind of get the feeling down, kind of layer our success into it. So our second step is to just address the would-be ball. So we're essentially just addressing that line that we've just painted. Want it right in the middle of our stance. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take our front foot and we're going to move it all the way back until it's basically touching our back foot. And that's when we're going to start our backswing. So our feet are going to be essentially together when we start our backswing. And then once we get that swing all the way to the top, I want you to step forward with that front foot again, essentially going right back where it just was and then taking our normal downswing into where the ball would be. This is going to look really, really similar to a baseball player stepping into a pitch. It's dang near the exact same thing. And again, just like a baseball player, the purpose here is to shift that weight forward, get that momentum going forward when we swing down at the ball. It really helps us encourage that nice, crisp, pure ball strike and gets that divot to come after the golf ball. Like I was talking about just a second ago, we really have to do a few of these without the ball. Frankly, when you get started, I would like to see 
probably about a dozen of these done without the golf ball, just trying to teach us that muscle memory, build that feeling of what good feels like. Then we'll introduce the golf ball for a shot. Honestly, normally I work in sets of 10. I would like you to start out a little bit smaller. Let's do sets of five to start. So we've done our dozen or so practice swings. We know what it feels like to step into the ball and make it kind of one fluid motion. Now we're not trying to crush the ball. We're not trying to rip the ever loving cover off of it. We're just trying to make a nice controlled swing while we're stepping forward into the ball. So I want you to do this five times. And honestly, probably a good thing to do here also is set up a camera to film yourself doing this. Okay. That way, when you'd actually have that feedback of where your divot was in relationship to the ball. You can also review those swings to see if those divots were not in the right place. You can review those swings and see maybe what caused them. So after we've warmed up, we've got those dozen or so swings under our belt. We're feeling comfortable with the motion. We add in the real ball for five shots. We're going to take those five shots, going through our whole pre-shot routine, but then doing our drill of stepping into it. Then we're going to be able to look and see where that divot was. If that divot's behind the ball, there's a good chance that you're kind of laying back or you're you're dropping back, leaning away. Uh, for right-handed golfers, this almost always is just a big drop in their right shoulder. And the issue here, if, you know, if we're seeing that divot still happen behind the ball, even with this step drill. A lot of times people just have this kind of instinctual reaction where they need to put as much power as they can into a shot. And they drop that shoulder trying to put more power into it. And what that does is it causes everything to get just a little bit closer to the ground, which means you guessed it. We're moving the low point backwards, we're hitting behind the ball, and we're chunking shots all over the place again. You know, when we drop our shoulder like that, it makes it almost impossible to, you know, hit down on the ball the correct way and actually take a good divot. If you find yourself leaning back through the swing, you're not going to be able to get that proper strike. There's a friend of mine, very dear friend, one of the best mechanics I know, Jerry, you do this. If you listen to this podcast, Jerry, this is you. You fire off your back foot, you pull across yourself, and you try and make it work. Now, Jerry's been doing this for a really long time, and he's got it down to a science, and he just knows that he's going to hit a big slice. I've seen Jerry shoot in the 30s for nine holes. I've also seen Jerry shoot in the 50s. It's something that just, when it gets inconsistent, it gets inconsistent in a hurry. So that's why we want to practice. That's also why we want to have that video running so we can see if this isn't working, why? All right. When we're doing this drill, we can do it on the range. Obviously, it works really well to do our measured practices. You know that I always love statistics. We have to have a a measurable part to see if we're actually improving, to see if this practice is too hard for us. So having that measurable component, again, keeping your results between 30 and 70% to make sure that you're learning. If you're, if you're doing 
five shots here and you're making all five of them, you're learning. This is awesome. You've learned so much that this is no longer a challenge for you and you need to find a way to make it harder. So maybe you step it up then to 10. All right. Now, if I take 10 swings in a row, again, doing our whole pre-shot routine first, but we do 10 of these in a row with the line. Now, what is our success rate? Is it 70, 80? All right. Well, that means that we're on that upper end and we need to, again, find another way to make this harder. So then maybe we do 15 or then maybe we do 20 in a row. So on the range before a round is a great time for this. Also, it's something that you can actually do on the course, obviously not with the actual spray on the ground, but you can practice. You can have your practice swing be a step into it. This is something that I actually do with my driver because I like to feel that weight going forward. Every once in a while, I'll get lazy and I don't turn through the ball and I end up snap hooking things. So I like to do this off the tee or at the at the beginning of a hole when I'm using my driver because it helps me get that weight through the ball. For those of you who chunk your irons and your wedges, this really is a fantastic drill. You know, having your feet together at the top of the swing and then stepping into it an awesome way to just really get that weight and that momentum going forward. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're liking the new show too, the Sunday conversations. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, otherwise, everybody, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.